Gracious God, as you have been with us, you've given us faith, you've given us your word, and now you continue to grow us in faith by your word through your spirit. Bless Pastor Tassaro and his words. Use them to strengthen us in faith and continue to allow us to follow you and bless him and Karen's ministry. And thank you for the many years of fruitful ministry and continue to bless them. And so open up our hearts to what you have for us today. In Jesus' name. Hey, thank you, Pastor Ryan. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Yes, my wife Karen and I are very happy to be here. We greatly appreciate your partnership in seeing that God's word is spread around the world. Yes, it was in 1984 that we finished seminary, and after a year of linguistics, it was finally 1985 when we reached Nigeria. Uh, we tend to come back every two or three, and this time was a little more than four years uh, there. We appreciate you keeping us there a little bit longer. Uh, then we come back to speak to churches, to report on what we've done, and encourage prayers, encouragement, and support, and go back. Uh, I'm going to take one of the easier parts of today's Bible reading. Uh, indeed, we are children of God. And in, in Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4, uh, God wants all to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. The truth can be a bit of a slippery thing sometimes. Of course, it's easy for people to tell lies, and it's easy to deceive me because I often can't tell if someone's telling the truth or not. And so there's that type of thing, but there's also another level of truth. That is, what is true in the world? What is even what would be best for our community or our nation? I don't know if newspapers still do it, but at one time they used to have on the editorial page, they'd raise an issue. Then they'd have one very intelligent, why all of the reasons why, why that was a good idea. Then they'd have another very intelligent person write, why all of the reasons why that is a very bad idea. Then you, the reader, are supposed to decide. Truth can be a little bit uh, of a difficult thing. Uh, but it was like that in the Bible, too. I remember when the serpent came to Eve and said, you know, are you really going to die? Did God really say it like that? Uh, truth was a little bit slippery. Remember when Rebecca and Jacob deceived uh, Isaac? Uh, are you Esau? Oh, yes, yes, I'm Esau. Don't worry, you can bless me, you know? And the entire rest of his life, it looked like Jacob was being deceived by one person after the other. There was a lot of deception in the Bible. Uh, but there is ultimate truth. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God who is faithful and just will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That is ultimate truth. That is how God makes his children of God. And we see that through God's word. But of course, there are people who don't exactly have access to God's word, which is why our church, our first call was to the Alema-speaking people in southern Nigeria. Nigeria is a place of uh, about the size of Texas and Oklahoma, but currently has about 200 million people, a little more than half the population of the United States, a very crowded place. And in that crowded place, people speak 500 different languages. There are national languages, English and then Hausa is, is a national language. It's a little different than, than our own English anyway. Uh, you've heard of Boko Haram. Uh, Boko is an English word, uh, Boko book. Uh, so that book is Haram, books are forbidden, is what, they, is what they are trying to argue. 
so that is, in that crowded area, we were sent to the Alema-speaking people to go and see what we could do to facilitate that having God's word. So it meant trying to learn the language. And since you can't study the language before you get there, because nobody else speaks the language, right? Uh, you go there and try and learn a phrase every day. And you have somebody try and teach you. And then you go and try and speak to, say it to about 10 different people. And the first five will laugh at you because you're not saying it right, right? Uh, but hopefully by the end of the day, you know that. And then the next day, you try and say a little more and a little more. And we also worked on a writing system. Some people had thought about that in the past. Uh, and so we worked on developing that. Uh, one good thing there is, at least it made it easier for us in languages that people are writing these days, you try and have one sound for one letter. That is one letter and one sound go together. You know, when our kids were small, they went to school and said, you know, cow is C-O-W, low is L-O-W. Why don't they rhyme? We said, oh, that sounds like a real good question for your teacher, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure she's got a great answer for that. Uh, so at least in languages we're writing these days, those things would rhyme. Uh, and so then we worked on training translators because at our age, no matter how well you learn a language, you're not quite going to speak it as well as the native speakers. You know, sometimes we have immigrants come to America and they speak English fine, but sometimes they don't get all of our jokes because language is a little bit funny that way. And so we worked with the trans training translators and training reviewers. Uh, you know, you'd write something and as the translator would write something, we'd discuss, we'd go and discuss with other people, uh, saying, what is the point here? And uh, eventually we came out with the uh, New Testament and Psalms in the Alema language. So now the Alema speaking people can struggle with some of these difficult truths in God's word. So in fact, 1 Timothy chapter four is uh, uh, normally when you translate it's a little bit longer in this case it's a little shorter <laughs> after the Alema New Testament and Psalms came out some of the, our neighbors uh, there's a neighboring language group called Equerry they had already had a first draft of their translation and so they needed a little work along the way and so we worked with the translation team there and also have the New Testament in the Equerry language. Nigerians and in Africa generally, I suppose, people reason just a little differently than, than we do. People like Proverbs there. If you've seen that in movies, uh, African people speaking in Proverbs, anyway, that's true. Uh, because it seems to make sense. If there's a situation where the leaders of a group, if there are two leaders in a group and they're quarreling among each other, Somebody will say, you know, when elephants fight, the grass suffers. That is, if the leaders are causing, having a big disagreement, it tends to make the rest of us uh, a little uncomfortable. Or they'll say what a young person cannot see from the top of a tree, an old person can see sitting on the ground. After all, old people have lived a little longer than young people, and they understand things a little more than young people. And in fact, if in our room here we needed to take a decision today, We'd, we could all talk and, and give our opinion, but then sooner or later we're going to start looking around trying to decide who is the oldest person here. Because we'll all talk, but it's the oldest person here who's going to have the last word. Because the oldest person has just had more experience than the rest of us and, and know what to say. So people like Proverbs. Uh, people also say, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. 
So of course, if you're working on something uh, novel like uh, having a written book and translation, you need to spend a lot of time discussing with people to have people say why they like it, why they don't, and eventually hope people will come on board. People also like to hear the entire story. You know, if we start in the Gospels with the New Testament, with the birth of Jesus, it sort of starts in the middle of the story. You know, Jesus was a child of Abraham, right? Uh, but who was this Abraham guy, and what did, what did he do? So now we're working with several translation teams in the Old Testament so that people can have all of God's word in their language. Creation means something to us. You know, it means God created the world. It means God richly and daily provides all that we need to support this body and life. Uh, but in Africa, it means a little bit different. God created the sun and moon, right? Well, if you are from a place where people tended to view the sun and moon like God, that is new information. Because the sun is not God. God created the sun. And God told the sun when it should shine and when it should not shine, right? Um, if you look in Exodus, the plagues, uh, remember it was dark for three days. In Exodus, they also worshipped, in Egypt, they also worshipped the sun as a god. In Egypt, they also worshipped the Nile River as a god. So what was the first plague? The Nile River turned to blood. As if God is saying, I'm in control, you know. Uh, the Egyptians also looked at Pharaoh as a god. So who is going to be, after this Pharaoh died, <laughs> God dies, right? After this God dies, who is going to be the next one? The son of Pharaoh, the first son of Pharaoh for that matter. So what was the last plague? The firstborn of all the Egyptians died, including the son of Pharaoh, including their God, so to speak. Yes, the Old Testament says a lot, and our people in Africa tend to think of that thing. So we spend a lot of time working with different translation teams, going over verse by verse uh, to see how things uh, match up. We also work on training. We have two pastors of the Lutheran Church of Nigeria that we're working with so that, God willing, they will be doing this same type of a thing. In the process of looking at uh, verses, uh, you see sometimes some things that are just misunderstanding of English. Uh, in the book of Kings, remember these people are going and they come to a river crossing. And our people said, yes, they came to a place where the river crossed to the other side. Anyway, a river crossing is not where the river crosses, it's where the water's a little more shallow, right? It's where people cross the river and it's easier to cross the river. In Psalms, there was one place where the translator had written something, I couldn't quite understand it, so I says, what does that mean? It says, oh, it means I'm walking like this. You know, when I walk, I walk like this. I said, you walk like that? That's quite interesting. <laughs> uh, let's take a look at what the original said. It says, I walk in my integrity. It says, what is integrity? It says, anyway, that means like you do things the right thing. You tell the truth. You behave in an appropriate way. It says, oh, I thought that meant dignity. You know, you walk in a dignified way, you know. I said, anyway, uh, yeah, it's almost the right thing. And, of course, in the Old Testament and the New Testament, too, walking is a metaphor for living. I Walking, integrity means I live in a, a God-fearing way. Sometimes you come to th other things, too. Uh, remember, in the Old Testament, God created the world in six days, and on the seventh day, he rested. So on the Sabbath day, the Old Testament people respected the Sabbath day and rested on the Sabbath day. They also had a Sabbath year, right? They would plant for six years, and on the seventh year, they would allow the land to rest. So our translation team in the Yala language, they're good farmers. 
And so they say, yes, so you should plant in the field for six years. In the seventh year, you should not plant in the field. You should plant in another field. I said, anyway, that's uh, not a bad idea, but let's take a good look at the original. They said, no, it can't mean that, because if you don't plant in the seventh year, what are you going to eat? One nice thing about living in Nigeria is we don't have so much electricity, you know, <laughs> so you don't have to worry about that. So they said, what are, what are you going to eat? And I said, yes, well, um, you know, you have to remember that those six years when you were planting and harvesting, it's God who gave you the strength to plant and harvest. It's also God who gave you, gave you good, favorable weather for crops to grow. And so in the seventh year, you just realize that, so you eat what the land produces. In the Mogobo language, uh, we were working in the book of Job, and in the book of Job, they talk about, uh, in Job chapter 1, 21 or so, naked I came from my mother's womb. So the translation team says to me, what does that mean? I thought, now I'm in trouble, right? I said, well, you know, my wife and I have two children. I saw them being born, and uh, I don't know exactly what happens in Africa, but I would guess it's about the same, you know? Women get pregnant, and they carry children for a long time, and then eventually children are born, and they're probably not wearing a lot of clothes. They said, yes, yes, but this part about the mother's womb. I said, anyway, I don't know much about biology, but I think most ladies have a place somehow in this area of the body where they carry children, right? That's your mother's womb. They said, oh yeah, we have that, but it's not the mother's womb, it's the baby's womb. <laughs> After all, it's the baby's house, right? And we know quite all right that it's inside our mother, that's why I respect our mothers, because she's carrying our house inside of her, right? But that's the baby's uh, house. I said, anyway, that's a different way of looking at life, but uh, I believe you. In the Mughal language, they also have an expression, lu ka, lu ka, lu is house, ka is head. So eventually, it's head of the house. But what it's used for is for an orphan. That is, if you've lost your parents, all of a sudden you're a child, but you're the head of the house, right? In Africa, we typically haven't had a lot of orphans. Uh, that is, people lose their parents, but we often have extended families. People live in villages and, and so forth, so as, as you live in a village, if someone loses their parents, you have aunts and uncles or other people in the community who will help to take care of the family. Uh, these days, things are changing a little bit, and so in fact, not so far from where we live, there was a family that had lost the uh, father and most of the family. So there was, a, excuse me, uh, so the mother and uh, five children were there. And, the and now you know I'm very clumsy. <laughs> yeah, so th they, say, they say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, huh? <laughs> and maybe you'll find out it's true today. <laughs> Uh, so maybe my ear is just a little bit uh, the odd side. So anyway, they, so this family, they lost their, their father and the mother was pregnant and had five children. Anyway, we don't exactly have health insurance in Nigeria very much. Uh, and so people can survive by farming. You have enough to eat, but cash sometimes can be a problem. And hospitals take cash. So the mother decided, you know, if I have a safe delivery, think of all the money I'll waste, right? 
And so, unfortunately, she gave birth successfully. That was the good news. The bad news was she died in, in the process. So an orphanage was willing to take the other five children, but not the new baby. You know, new babies uh, require a lot of tension or something. Uh, attention. So my wife knew the people in the orphanage, and they called her and said, how would you like to take the baby? And she said, well, I've tried. And I said, wait a minute. We haven't had a child in the house in 30 years. And these guys wake up in the middle of the night. Do you remember that? <laughs> uh, anyway, she said she'll uh, try. And anyway, she's been doing very well. John David recently uh, had his seventh birthday. And so among other things, she's taking care of John David and, and that. We're grateful for your prayers and encouragement and support to see that people around the world have an opportunity to hear God's word and wrestle with the difficult truths in God's word so that all can be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. May God continue to bless you in Jesus' name.